The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, the show that coordinated their dress code. Mm. All of us. Dave Campbell's hoodies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's cold in here. Convenient. It's cold. This is free. I get it. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating his 70th birthday today. Happy birthday to three-time All-Star. And did he... He might have managed a team to a World Series. Happy birthday to Phil Garner. 70, he's 70 today. To a World Series. To a World yeah, Series. They yeah, did not yeah, win. That right. was 04, okay. 05, 04. Yeah, 05. 05. That's right. Socks. Uh, yes. The white socks. Yes. The pale hose. But uh, <laughs> but yes, happy birthday to Phil Garner. Wow, that's exciting. I don't have a mustache like him, but that's You do right. not. First floor you through do. the door, Jacob John, Guy Frazier, who's very excited to have made it into that threshold, Tony Blaylock and Daniel Agnew. What's up, y'all? And sitting to my right, the giant paycheck to my Chris Beard, our West African <laughs> prince, is Ishmael Johnson. Yeah, what's up? Do you think that now would be a good time to go and ask, um, to go and ask Chris Beard if he could borrow like? Can I hold? Can I hold some? Can I hold some? <laughs> Let's just only hold it for a little bit. <laughs> I'll just hold it. It's it fine. Bit. It'll be okay. Today is Tuesday, April thirtieth, two thousand nineteen. I'll explain why that's a terrifying day here in a moment. Two hundred twelve oh. days till Thanksgiving. Episode seven forty nine. Seven forty nine. Andy Chavez is OPS in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. Eighty three games in two thousand eleven. There was a rumor going around at one point that uh, he was supposed to go take over for Nelson Cruz in right field mm. of Game Six, mm-hmm. uh, and did not. Sorry. Um, Sorry, buddy. On today's show, we're going to run down five potential college football breakout candidates here in the state of Texas. And maybe Ish has some, too. Hmm, we'll, see. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Okay. I don't know. Let's see if my Google works. <laughs> uh, and then back half of the show, uh, Matt Stepp was at the Star in Frisco at a state qualifying tournament for 7-on-7. Seven seven, caught up with Midlothian coach Doug Wendell and um, College Station coach Steve Huff. So we will hear from both of them coming up here at the back half of the show. Today is a terrifying day mm. around here because mm. today is I'm, I'm sure for most of you it's just Tuesday it's Tuesday April you're probably looking up oh April 30th mm. um that means tomorrow's May 1st mm-hmm. and that means that the magazine <sighs> is due this month yeah starting tomorrow yeah uh, there's there's a certain comfort in it being like oh it's it's still April mm-hmm. it's still April we go to press on May 31st on the on the magazine uh, there's a certain comfort in it being like, oh, it, it, it's okay. It's still April. Right, it's still right. April. For yeah, some reason, date switch. Max, once it's it's like your <clears throat> entirely confusing concept of time. Yeah. Um, I fully realize that April 30th and May 1st are 24 hours difference. No big deal. No, it's right. really it's really not that it's big a, of a deal. It's a chasm. Yeah. I know that in my brain. Yeah. And yet there is a Rubicon that you cross yeah. once it becomes once it flips over to May. It's uh, 
it's it's the roller coaster, right? Mm-hmm. As long as you're going up the roller coaster, you're not yet going down the roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And that 24 hours is, oh no, I'm starting. This to is look, the crest. I'm starting to look over, and oh no, oh <laughs> we're no, right at the crest. Yeah. Oh no, we're about to go down. It it is, yeah. and so um, we've got a lot to do <laughs> in the next month. Uh, we're in a good spot if you're interested. Mm-hmm. We're actually we're actually in an okay spot. Yeah, right I, was like, I was gonna say, do you want me to make you nervous? Sure. No. I'm like so far ahead. I'm not even remotely stressed. Oh my god. Yeah. Like um, insane. I, Here's I, I you want you want to know kinda, how I kind of am too. You want to know how far ahead I am? Mm. My need to know preview pages mm. are completely done. I don't usually finish mm. them until like May twenty first. Stop. Just give me a stomach ache. <laughs> <laughs> like one week to go. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, like, I mean, look. I I feel uh, I feel good about where we are. I this is my sixty percent of my capsules are already laid out. Yeah, I know. This is here. my ninth summer magazine, yeah. I believe. Um, is that right? Eleven, twelve, thirteen. Yeah, one, That's two, three. Yeah, nine. Yeah. This is my ninth That's summer magazine. Um, so I I know where like I I I keep some notes, but I don't keep probably copious enough notes mm-hmm. as far as where we should be at like at certain junctures. Right, right. Like my like checkpoints. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot of feel. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And um, maybe it's because I just spent the entire last weekend not working. Mm-hmm. And I took an entire weekend off, which I haven't done during magazine season yeah. maybe ever. Mm-hmm. Um, that is I, – I need to work late tonight and I need to work – like I need to get to like next couple days. Well, I'll tell and you then you, I'll feel okay. I'll yeah. tell you like <laughs> last year I didn't get my cover boy featured done until like Mother's Day weekend. Mm. And – Whoa! Basically, really? Yeah. Woo! So I know it was a little late too. I was had a trouble, yeah. trouble getting a hold of him, but um, I'm like, I, as far as the interviews go, mm-hmm. I've done my interviews. So I, like, <laughs> I have two more. I have two more things to <laughs> it's write. It's really weird. I have two more things to write. I have yeah. to write the six A preview. Yeah. I just talked with one of the coaches today, and I have to write the five A preview. Yeah, I have to write those, and those are, those aren't nothing. Mm-hmm. Those aren't nothing. No, but, but those are the most fun to write. Probably I don't know about you. For me, right. the, no, the, yeah. the class previews, previews are the most fun right. to write. Which is why I'm not doing them yet, because I know when I sit down and do it, I'll have fun. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, <laughs> I know, right? We're uh, so like, oh, yeah, this is going uh, great, guys. You know what the funny part about that, though, is? <laughs> Nothing. I no, I mean, I would say the three things that I finished last last year were probably the need-to-know pages and the, mm-hmm. and the two class previews. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I... Every like and I, it was because I was put. I had to get everything else done, but I'm so far ahead on all that stuff. I'm literally going on a six day vacation with my wife to Mexico. <laughs> <in May. laughs> That's how far ahead we are. Watch, oh. watch as we make Tepper squirm. He's, he's high kicking to the end zone right now. Is, yeah, <laughs> Max dude. is just yeah. like yeah, he's, yeah. he's holding the ball yeah. out. <laughs> like Doing the this. Dion Dion he's prime gonna, time. He's yeah. gonna drop it right before the right before the goal line just because he feels like he can. Yeah, yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah, He's like, this oh, is, wait, I had... I'm not that far. I had I had to do 3A2. Uh-huh. Like, it's like one of those. Like, he just yeah. forgets as, like he had 3A yeah, sections. As, as, as Ish and I were discussing yesterday, this is... All I have done is managed to avoid crippling anxiety. Right. Which, yeah. which is which good. Which is a good thing. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Like, I'm not done, but no. I'm not in that p- place right now where I look at a list of things so long and wonder how I'm going to get it done. I look at it now and I go, oh, I've got two I've days cr- for every yeah, one. Yeah, I've crossed mm-hmm. out all this Which now. is actually the responsible adult thing to do, Max, for the first yeah. time in four years. For the first years. time ever. Yeah, um, yeah it's it's yeah. just, it, it, it's a, 
it's a marathon mm-hmm. and and I have to remind I, every year I have the same conversation with myself which is May is an entire month. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like once it hits May 1st you're like, "Oh my god. Yeah. May 31st is tomorrow." <laughs> it's like, "No, no, actually it's not. There's yeah. a span of time between right. there where you can work." And we got a lot more people too. Yes. So, so we'll be fine. Like I think last yeah. this time last year it was like Ubin was also like getting his stuff in and he, yes. cause he was also leaving too. Yeah. And so it was like, okay, so we're going to have one less guy to really do. It's like, okay, well, yeah. no, we have, we have a, you know, we'll have some editors yeah. and stuff. So <laughs> we'll be fine, but right. just know <laughs> that like my, uh, my stress level will gradually increase. Yeah. 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 Well, but the good news is, I, and we'll tell people about this on Friday. You get all next week off. No show, no shows next week. That's right. Cause I'm gone. Yeah. So, Okay. Y- another gift. More another time to gift. work on the magazine and focus. I think everyone on online will survive. Okay. Let's get to our topic at hand. Stop okay. stressing me out. Um, <laughs> it's it's April 30th, which means we have to kill a segment here. And so let's talk about five. I came up with five potential college football breakout players oh, in 2019. These are good picks. Going forward. Going forward. So I just kind of scoured the – there's a couple that you've probably heard of mm-hmm. and a couple that maybe you haven't. One – are we including true freshmen in this? We're including at least one. Yes. Yeah, I, about to I, well, I, I know the answer. I'm oh. setting this up for the for the yes. listener and the viewer. I okay. have one. Um, the rest, I believe, are not. But uh, I have one guy. I can, I, I can think of one. I can think of for a another one. Okay. So, um, first and foremost, let's start at Baylor. Mm. Uh, it's it's Josh Fleeks. Josh Fleeks, of course, the former Cedar Hill product, who. They're listing at kind of like a wide receiver running back spot. They don't really know where he's going to to go. He he last year as a true freshman, he got a lot of touches in a lot of different ways. He he caught the ball, he ran the ball, he had he, he was a kick returner. This is a guy that they are going to now with the wide receiver core kind of clearing clearing out a little bit. Mm-hmm. They're going to need a guy like this to be that that X factor, to be the guy who can they can bring in to a variety of different situations and and give the ball give the ball to him in interesting ways Mm -hmm. that's what they did at cedar hill uh i'm very interested to see how they utilize him now he's a burner too that he's he's a straight up deep threat too so charlie brewer's gonna have fun with him but i would say that josh fleeks at baylor is one guy i've got my eye on going forward um moving over to the sec so you can guess who i'm talking about here alabama uh uh, texas a&m offensive lineman ryan mccollum uh, Ryan McCollum is going to take over at center. It's san- uh, well, yeah, I'm comfortable saying that. Um, Ryan McCollum is going to take over at center for Eric McCoy. Eric McCoy, of course, was an early second round draft pick in the NFL draft. I think there was an argument that you could be made last year that be- besides Travion Williams, he was Eric McCoy was their best overall player. Um, so big shoes to fill mm-hmm. at, the, at the center position. He was their best offensive lineman. There are big questions there. Now Ryan McCollum had a great spring. He actually earned offensive MVP honors by from the the A and M staff there. And and so if he can step up in a big way and become that kind of um, an all conference caliber center, a lot of the worries that you may have about what could go wrong with this A&M offense kind of go away. Mm-hmm. And so Ryan McCollum is a name to know and a, a potential breakout candidate, I think, for for the Aggies. And one of those guys that you hate to put this kind of pressure on him, but as he goes, you feel like so go the Aggies. Sure. If he has a big year, it's probably, probably likely that the offense is going to have a big year as well. Uh, at Texas, how about defensive in Malcolm Roach? Uh, here is uh, another guy. They, they lose... 
Texas loses a lot of guys up front. They lose Charles Amenahu. They lose Brecken Hager. They lose Anthony Wheeler. They lose Gary Johnson. Well, here's Malcolm Roach, who is going to be asked to step up in a big way and mm-hmm. be one of those mainstays on the front seven. Um, he was banged up last year. He's apparently healthy, apparently had a very good spring, according to the Texas staff. And so if he continues to have a big year, if he has a big year, again, um, you like you start thinking about things that can short-circuit teams we have high hopes for. Mm-hmm. You know, like we were talking about, we, we have some questions about the offensive line at A&M. If Ryan McCollum steps up, we, we feel a lot better about that. Right. We have questions about the front seven at Texas. Texas. Yeah, that was, a lo- that was a lot of experience at that time. Yes. Yeah. We have some questions. If Malcolm Roach, the defensive end, can step up and be a mainstay there. Answer some of them. Exactly. We we feel a lot better that that's something, that's one fewer thing that could short circuit them. Mm-hmm. So uh, Malcolm Roach is another potential breakout candidate. He's another al- one. He's also the award, the Perry Ellis Memorial yeah. Award winner for the player who seems like he's been at a place for 18 years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Malcolm Roach is in his 14th year of eligibility <laughs> there, um, which is, is crazy to seem like. Uh, seems because Qualifies for tenure. Yeah, because yeah. I know, you know, he was a – because he, I mean, he was he was recruited by uh, Charlie Strong. Yeah, I mean, that's that's yeah. that's kind of a line of demarcation there. Let's go out west, way out west. UTEP running back Deion Hankins. Yeah. Um. So UTEP has a history of signing some of our favorite running backs, and it seems like they're going to have at least two on their depth chart uh, this year. One is Q Wadley, the mm-hmm. former Kennedale running back, who we were all enamored were mm-hmm. with a couple of years ago. It seems like he's going to step up and be the number one back for uh, Dimmel's offense there, though. But I will say, I bet this freshman out of El Paso Parkland, Dion Hankins, the all-time leading rusher in El Paso high school football history, I think he's going to get some run. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to make an impact. I wonder, Q Wadley, I love him. He's been a little bit injury-prone. If he goes down, you feel like UTEP has a guy in Deion Hankins who's ready to take over. I mean, he's built; he's already built like ready. He's ready for day one. Right. So Deion Hankins at UTEP is a name that I think could, if UTEP has a bounce back year, I think that we'll be talking a lot about how Deion Hankins is a big, is a big player in this offense. Finally, for me, um, I think that there's a lot of questions about what Houston's secondary is going to look like. Hmm. Uh, both cornerback spots are open. Isaiah Johnson, Nick Watkins, and Alexander Myers are gone. Uh, but Javian Smith, I think, is a guy who uh, there's a lot of people who, who have a lot of high hopes for. Uh, this is a kid who, um, you know, a, a junior at 6'3", he's that big corner that you're looking for. Um, he got a little bit of run last year, uh, but I think that this is a guy that they feel like is going to be able to take a, a big step forward. Um, he, he, he saw action in nine games last year, but he's going to be asked to step up in a big way. Mm-hmm. And uh, the four pin bush product. When you talk about when you talk about when Houston's been great, um, it's been because they've had playmaking dudes in the secondary. You wonder if Javian Smith, with a defense that desperately needs guys to step up, he's going to be asked to step up. And so I wonder if Javian Smith is is not a uh, a breakout candidate for the Cougs down there uh, in um, in their uh, first year under coach Dana Holgerson. Those are mine. Do you have any? Yeah, I got Oh, <clears throat> oh hey, oh, watch oh. out. I got one. One's kind of a highly touted one. I think Leon O'Neal's due, due for a big yeah. year. Um, we saw him in flashes, and it's like, okay, we can definitely see why this guy was one of the highest rated recruits over at A&M, and they're going to need – they're another one of those teams that are going to need somebody in the secondary. Yeah. It's uh, some ex- 
replacing experience and and a guy who is versatile defensively that yeah. if you need to if you need to man him up on somebody he can handle that if you need to play him in center field he can handle that mm-hmm. if he if you need to send a guy after the quarterback he can handle he can do a lot and so yeah i think leon anneal is a good pick there too yep i got uh two at utsa one of them is probably predictable frank mm-hmm. harris yeah yes uh quarterback yeah. obviously another another favorite around here yeah yeah but also one same from the san antonio area sincere mccormick yes i think that no one we kind of expected the running backs to be better last year mm-hmm. and i think that you know brendan brady's still there i believe Rhodes is still there as yes. well um but nobody really grabbed that brass ring no and so not. like i think watching sincere mccormick for that judson offense um i think if he adds about i think he's just under 200 or mm-hmm. i think he enrolled at just under 200 if he can add about 10 pounds i think He's going to be ready. Regardless, I think he's ready for day one. Yeah. But if he adds about 10 pounds more to take those hits, I think he can be one of those feature backs. Well, they're going to have BJ, yeah, they have BJ Daniels and, mm-hmm. and Brendan Brady back. Yeah. But I think you're right. And, and I'll be honest. Look, when you are talking about an offense that ranked 130th, that's dead last in total offense, mm-hmm. every freshman should have an offensively should have sure. an opportunity to win a job. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and if Sincere McCormick is as advertised and after watching him for basically four years, mm-hmm. we believe he is, then yeah, I think that this is a guy who can step up in a big way. Mm-hmm. I got one from Texas State. Of course, I have to throw it in there. Uh, Caleb Twyford. Yes. Uh, yeah. he was Armorsville's he, finest. Yeah, they used, they used him everywhere. He was kind of an undersized running back. They, mm-hmm. He was uh, their, I think he's the heir apparent to Tyler Watts in that slot receiver mm-hmm. mold. He's very small, very shifty. I think Jake Spavadol, he's that perfect mold for that utility player that Jake Spavadol could use. Um, yeah, I think he's due for a big year. Mm-hmm. And how about one for Sam Houston? I think somebody. I think Trace Mascora is going to destroy the Southland. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I mm-hmm. think Trace – when I when I was uh, looking around their roster and I saw, oh, wait, that Trace Mascora from UTEP. I yeah. know he transferred yeah. to uh, Sam Houston. He's. I think him and Eric Fowler are going to destroy the Southland. Yeah, and let me sh- let me just shout out our Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year, Landry Gilpin's going to rip up Southwestern. Hey, hey there you go. So, I like it. There you go. Uh, those are some breakout players. What do you think? Let us know in the comments who are some of your college football breakout candidates in 2019. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. It's good for you. Um... <laughs> You get two magazines. Healthy for you. You get the two thousand. <laughs> it's good for me. This message has not been approved by the FDA. Uh, <laughs> uh, you get you get the if you want the two thousand nineteen summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football as quickly as you can, right? If that's your goal, your stated goal, this is the way to do it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. It's our subscription package. We will mail you the magazine in your mail before it hits newsstands. It will be in your mail before anyone else can buy it. So there's that. You also get pre-ordered for the 2019 recruiting edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the Bible of Recruiting, profile more than four and a prospect around the state, and you get a year's worth of exclusive online content at texasfootball.com, including access to our new rankings uh, recruiting site at texasfootball.com slash recruiting, uh, access to every one, digital copies of every one of our summer magazines at texasfootball.com slash archives. So if you want to flip through the 1961 edition right now, you can go texasfootball.com slash archives. You also get uh, computer rankings of every Texas high school football team, computer projections of every Texas high school football game, premium podcasts like Tep and Step, our high school football premium podcast, Texas Football Today extras, all sorts of good stuff on TexasFootball.com for insiders. It's becoming more and more of a robust package every week. 
all for the low, low price of $19.95 for the first year. It's $19.95 for a year, okay? So the two magazines, and then the magazine retails for $11.95. That's a summer magazine, okay? So you start doing the math after tax. Tax is 68%? Is that right? Does that sound right? You're already saving money is what I'm saying. What do I look like, an accountant? <laughs> TexasFootball.com <laughs> slash insider to become Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Matt Stepp, our intrepid reporter, was out at the Star in Frisco Star. talking with a number of coaches. One of them he caught up with at the State 7-on-7 seven seven qualifying tournament is Midlothian coach D- uh, Doug Wendell. Here is Matt Stepp's conversation with Midlothian coach Doug Wendell on Texas football today. Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas football here at the Frisco 7-on-7 seven seven state qualifying tournament. Here with the head coach of the Midlothian Panthers, Coach Doug Wendell. Coach, uh, thanks for taking a few minutes to uh, chat with us before your kids get going. You bet. It's good to be out here. All right, Coach. Now, first question. Uh, you guys went 9-3 and three last year, had a, had a great year, uh, really got things going in the right direction. Uh, heading into spring football, which I know you guys are starting up soon. You haven't quite got it, got the got the top popped on that yet. But uh, the excitement around offseason, did you feel a little – did the kids have a little extra bounce in their step because of the success that you guys had last year? There's no question. First playoff win in 30 years went a long ways as far as setting the tone for offseason. Really, to me, it goes back to two years ago. We we uh, had a comeback win against a, a real good Timberview team and beat them in overtime and then ended the season with a win against uh, uh, Lancaster. And those two wins kind of propelled us, gave us some confidence in the last offseason and then propelled us into a 5A Division two, which was a and um, led us into some success last year. I felt really strong going in, and then just that playoff win did a lot for our program, and, and I really like where we're at. We had a great offseason, just like everybody says, you know, but um, I think the character of our team is really great. Um, got the best character kids I've ever been around. I have a great job and, and, and love going to work every day. Now, ahead into spring ball, obviously every year there, there's questions that need to be answered. You've got to replace uh, seniors that have moved on. Mm-hmm. What are some of the questions, you know, position battles you're looking uh, to see filled as you guys get ready for spring football? Well, for me, spring ball really, for me at least, it starts with offensive line. You know, we've got some pretty good guys returning. We've got some uh, – I feel pretty good about our offensive line, but at the same time you've got to gel that unit, and it takes a little bit of time. And, and so spring ball is about that. We graduated six defensive uh, tackles, every defensive tackle in the program. So, there you uh, go. Uh, 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 defensive tackle is a point of emphasis. We have uh, Ethan H- Limley is our outside linebacker that had a really good offseason returning starter. And then JT Cavender is kind of the stalwart of our, our defense and just the guy that uh, we count on. Those two linebackers are back, but we've got another linebacker spot to fill. We've got four or five guys we've got to evaluate who can who can f- fill that role and then maybe have a little bit of depth with that position. So I think that those are the two things that we're really looking for. And then uh, just continue the competitive fire in, in spring ball and and, and try to get um, just gel our team and, and, and be competitive each day. Now you guys are, are a flexible offense. You guys are, are I don't want to say dinosaur because some of those offenses are starting to come back around a little bit. But you know a lot of flexible teams don't get involved in seven on seven and play competitively in qualifying tournaments. Why why does it work for you guys and what are the benefits for your program by playing in competitive tournaments like this? Well, I think the competition's good for us. I, I'd much rather be out here with a football in their hand than a joystick playing. Fortnite or whatever, you know. Um, the com- com- you know to play Fortnite, Coach? Uh, you no, know, I've never <laughs> been on that. My son has been trying to teach me. But uh, the uh, uh, competitiveness part of it, I think the uh, camaraderie is a big part of it, the conditioning that you get out of it. And then some success leads to confidence. So those are those are some big things. We don't spend any of our time in the athletic period on this. Uh, we've got a coach that's been coaching these kids for uh, since third or fourth grade, and they have fun with it. And um, we, just, we just want them to go out and have fun and compete. 
Do you feel like because you guys uh, qualified for yeah, state seven on seven last year? Do you feel like that um, that success kind of gave you your kids confidence going into the fall? Yes, I, th I think very much so. I think it built some excitement around our not only our team but our community about it. Uh, gave us some confidence that we could throw. We actually threw it a little bit more last year. I think you'll see us continue to throw more in the in the future. And I guess uh, even though you're on the flex, but I know you don't want to be in third and ten, third and eleven. But occasionally, that's going to be able to happen. And you got to be able to make plays. And I guess for your defensive backs, just being out, be able to play the ball and out, get out, get out here running around is good, right? Sure. We we like to get our defensive backs some one-on-one -on -one work whenever they can, and out here, and uh, it allows us to work on our, our, you know, throwing it deep some, and and uh, we feel like we're going to have the ability to do that next year, and um, they get a lot of reps at that out here. But third and 11, not a good down. Uh, second and two is a lot better, right? And second two is where we want to throw it. <laughs> uh, final question for you. Uh, Midlothian's got a, got a great facility. Uh, uh, you guys and Coach Wig over at Heritage are, are really fortunate to play at a facility like that. But and, and they take care of the media, good food in the press box, that kind of thing. But uh, I'm sure your assistant coaches have told you about that a time or two. But uh, when, I come, when, when, the, when the DCTF crew comes, we don't want to eat in the press box. We want to find a good place in town to eat at and a good local spot. So when we, me, Greg, Max, and Ish come to Midlothian to cover a game, What's your recommendation? Where should we go eat at? i got to give you two. Beef O'Brady's has been real good to us, and they have a, a wide assortment of things. If you like wings, they've got good wings. Uh, and then Ellis County Barbecue is pretty good barbecue, Ellis too. County. I know you like barbecue, oh, yeah, so you oh, need yeah. to try that one out. And the Panthers just scored a touchdown, so there you go, Coach. Uh, I'll, I'll let you get back to the stands and, uh, and get to be the, the world's uh, ugliest but highest-paid cheerleader. <laughs> Appreciate you, and uh, thanks for what you do for student-athletes in the state of Texas. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. There he is, Doug Wendell, head coach, Midlothian. Appreciate him taking a little bit of time at Matt Stepp at the state qualifying tournament for 7-on-7 seven seven at the Star in Frisco. Also there, a guy who uh, has a state championship ring in the past couple of years. College Station coach Steve Huff was there watching his Cougars. Here is Matt Stepp's conversation with College Station coach Steve Huff here on Texas Football Today. Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas football back here at the Frisco 7-on-7 seven seven state qualifier. Here with the head coach of the College Station Cougars, Coach Steve Huff. Uh, coach, uh, thanks for taking a few minutes to uh, chat with us before your uh, kids get going. Oh, you're welcome, absolutely. All right, Coach, uh, obviously uh, you know, last year you guys won the state 7-on-7 tournament, translated that into an another good season. Uh, you set the bar kind of high, winning the state title in 27 2017, but 2018 I think was a good year you gave. Uh, eventual champion Highland Park, a, a great run there in the second round. Uh, and it seems like since you guys got going, 7-on-7 seven has seven been a big part of what you guys do at College Station. What, what are the benefits for playing in competitive 7-on-7 seven seven, uh, qualifying tournaments are for your kids when it comes to real football in the fall? Yeah, I think it's just that the kids out competing in the summertime. Uh, you know, there's a lot of time between the end of the season and the beginning of the next season. But to be able to do this in a special facility like this today and, and get the kids to travel around a little bit and, and get them around each other, have some fun, and, and then always looking for you know, the next younger kids to step up. And, and summertime is a good time for them to do that. And I guess it's like you always get a chance to see how kids respond because no matter how you, how much you sim simulate things in practice and in spring ball, when you're, when you're across the field from a, somebody in a different colored jersey, that intensity gets ramped up just a little bit, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. That's one thing. This is this is nice, and, and we all know uh, it's a it's a great thing, especially for our state. It's a great thing. But we do know when, on Friday night when they're lined up and there's a lot of guys coming after you, it's a little bit different story. Absolutely. Now, how hard is it for you uh, as a coach? Because, you, you know, they're, they're your kids, and you, you and you can't coach them. You, you know, you have to be a, a, the world's highest-paid cheerleader in a lot of, lot of respects. How, how tough is it for you when you're watching them, or, or are you pretty relaxed when you're watching them compete, or do you get – pretty amped up when they're competing oh, i think i think you get pretty amped up you know and now i've got a son coming up through now so it, it changes things a little bit but again hopefully they're uh, semi-prepared enough to go out and be able to do things and, and perform in, uh, in an atmosphere like today 
All right, now spring ball is ramping up, and you guys are participating in spring practice, going through the paces. Uh, look for fans that, that are wanting to get an early look at your program and your kids for next year. What what um, what position battles are you looking for young kids to step up in, and what's what's the biggest things you you and your staff are trying to get accomplished uh, during spring workouts? I think the main thing during spring is exactly what you said. We need to find out the kids that are going to step up in those positions. If are there going to be some younger kids step up? Uh, we've got a great junior class that's going to be seniors next year, and, and those kids that may have been on the JV upper JV team last year. Are they going to step up and take those positions? So, you know, we have 18 days to find that out. We've, we scrimmage about three times during that time period. So I think there's some good battles for us this year. There's going to be some good battles with receivers. Uh, up front, I think we've got a couple spots in the offensive lines open. Defensively, we've got four or five spots that are open. But, again, a lot of kids vying for those spots. And, and that's, you know, we've had four practices this week already. So, uh, you know, hopefully through the next uh, you know, couple of weeks here we'll find out. Now looking ahead of the season, obviously your district uh, not going to be a cakewalk. A lot, a lot of good teams in your district. Uh, what, what for someone who, who's who's not a fan of a team in your district? What makes your district uh, so tough? Yeah, I think one thing about our district that, and, and I think it's very, very uh, a very, very neat thing is the fact that you know the schools that are in our district, Magnolia, Magnolia West, the Tomball, very school oriented, uh, great following. You put Lufkin in there. I mean, teams that, that that follow well. So when you go play at these places, always have very good crowds and it's great football. Uh, so I think from top to bottom, our district is. Very, very, uh, very competitive. Yeah, I guess going to Lufkin, that's a pretty pretty unique atmosphere going to Abe Martin Stadium, isn't it? That's, that's one of the best places to play. I'm sure you guys are going there this year, I think, so I'm sure your kids are, you and your staff, pretty excited for that opportunity. It's really what Texas high school football is all about, isn't it? Absolutely, and we, we will go up there this year, and that, you're right, it is. We played 7-on-7 seven seven up there a couple times different years, and, uh, you know, it is a nice setting up there, and they do such a great job and, and, and athletically. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we're going, we'll be going up there this year. You guys have a pretty good atmosphere at your place. Your fan base gets pretty fired up for the Cougars, don't they? It's It's gotten a lot better the last couple of years. When we first opened Opened up, we were small. You know, it's 700 kids in the school, but uh, through the time, it's gotten better and better. And, and uh, I really like the way now that our, our fans and our, our students travel because we are uh, with our district now. You know, besides Lufkin, we're talking less than an hour drive from most all of our games. So that's also a good thing. All right, now final question for you. We get to College Station quite a bit. Obviously, the state seven on seven tournament is uh, hosted there every year, so we make a, a pilgrimage down there every year. The whole crew, uh, you know, we, we know all the big spots and the people, the spots that everyone talk about. But I need I need the Coach Huff hidden gym in College Station. Those those local secrets that we don't know about. So when we go down to College Station for seven on seven, where does the Dave Campbell's crew need to eat at this year? <laughs> well, I'm not a big eater myself, but I, I slip off to uh, Potato Shack all the time, have me a baked potato, whatever we get on it, and they do a lot for us in pregame meals too. So. Uh, we use them a lot. To take care of your kids and get get your get your nice uh, baked potato before the game starts. Oh yes. What 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 do you what what kind of baked potato do you get? Do you get brisket on it or anything? What what's your go to? I'm a light guy. I like potato and barbecue sauce. That's it. There you go. Coach, enjoy watching your kids compete today, and I appreciate what you do for student athletes here in the state of Texas. Matt, I appreciate what you do for us. Thank you very much. There he is, Steve Huff, head coach of the College Station Cougars. Appreciate him taking a little bit of time. Shout out Matt Stepp at the state qualifying tournament over at the Star in Frisco. And now we go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. Uh, there are Tomorrow's not a ton. episode so 750. 750. Um, huh. I, I feel like mm-hmm. it's there aren't many birthdays worth celebrating, right? Mm-hmm. Other than the ones we start with each day. Correct. Sure. Okay. Other than Phil Garner. <laughs> Other than Phil yeah. Garner. Right. Who was yesterday? Uh, I don't even remember. I I barely pay attention. <sighs> Here's the thing. Today was is also. Pretty I was 84, I think, yesterday yeah. or something. Today like that. was also like the birthday. Like I had to really dig through it because like. Well, bir- dig, dig no oh, more. Oh, Willie Nelson was yesterday. The Willie, yeah, Willie Nelson. Nelson. Sorry, that's a cel- birthday we're celebrating. Yeah. Dig no more. Yes. Celebrating his 40th birthday today. 
40. One of the TFT OGs, hmm. Mr. Brent Homan. Hey! Oh, happy birthday, Brent. He doesn't, he keeps saying it's his 30th. It is it's not, not his 30th. It's not his 30th. I've met him. I believe yeah. it. He's a 30th. Yeah. Oh, that's nice of you. I Ish. See, Ish is on your side, Brent. <laughs> we are not. Uh, <laughs> we are not. Yeah. Sending him good vibes today. I love that Jacob John and Terry Adams are like immediately in our comments. It was Willie! <laughs> Sorry. Willie, guys. How could you forget? Golly. Matt McSpadden, by the way, did the tax uh, for us. It's 1294 after tax. 1294 oh. after tax. So now you have that in your. Uh, so then so then everything that you get extra for the first year is 701. Boy, that's. Mm. That's a steal. Mm. That's How a do you steal. say no? Um, Jacob John also, he's, you know, he's on the pulse of UTSA. Sure. Mm-hmm. Says. Uh, McCormick enrolled early, so that's mm-hmm. good. Brady has received the majority of the carries uh, in the spring and spring game. Yeah, that yeah. Makes, mm-hmm. makes sense. I like so uh, that's it. Okay. That's there's lots of lots of there's other guys. Uh, you know, Rob Hadaway threw out uh, players at Texas. Uh, obviously, Whittington. Everyone's everyone's excited <laughs> yeah, yeah, about yeah, Whittington. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that's, I think that's an obvious. I'm going to yeah. spoil part of the writers' poll this year and say that that was easily the number one player that most writers said would have a breakout true freshman year this year. Yeah, right. That seems yeah. obvious. So. Uh, Look for that in the magazine. Yeah. Thanks, Ben Please. Baby, for turning it in today out of nowhere. Do we want to? Do we want to? Yeah, we can him? get him here. Yeah, right? we can get him here. We're All right, not gonna, we're not gonna, I don't want to run something yeah, inaccurate no, 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 in the magazine. No, 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 but we can no, no, roast no, no, no. him here. We're gonna roast him here. <laughs> All right. So, so if you follow the magazine and you've read the college football, the writers' poll that we put towards the front of the magazine each year, if mm-hmm. you, you can look it up now if you have it at home. The final question we ask: the last three are NFL questions. We ask: How will the Cowboys and Texans do, and will they make the playoffs? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, pick, what's your Super Bowl pick? The winner, right? And my uh, my my, I have taken up the Brent Zwerneman, uh yeah. memorial pick of uh, I always pick Cowboys and Texans in the Super Bowl. Right, that's that's very nice. <laughs> that's uh, good bit. We still invite Brent to do it, but he's very busy, and we understand. Yes. Um, but but Ben Baby, Dallas Morning News, uh, <laughs> great at many things, mm-hmm. chose the Patriots over the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Bold. Bold <laughs> choice. Going to be tough, I believe was Tepper's first reaction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Going to be tough to, uh, to to see that come to fruition. To have two AFC teams <laughs> in, the, in, the, uh, in the Super Bowl. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But you know what? Tough. You know what? I b- you got to believe. Yeah, I was about to say. You, yeah. you got to try. Everything starts with a dream, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, yeah. So... Uh, he sent, me, he sent me his new one. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. I'll, I will put that in the magazine. I did have the moment where the uh, devious grin went over my face and Tepper goes, we can't, we can't run, run it. that. We can't run I can't that. intentionally run yeah. something inaccurate. That's like, uh, but it's we're not gonna our make fault. Mistakes. It's, we're going to make mistakes. I can't, I can't like do it on purpose. Yeah. Or be, there's enough on them when yeah, I'm not. So. I know. Anyway, that's a funny story behind the magazine that started with an episode of ranting about the magazine and shout out to Joseph Oliveris, our super Centex fan who just walked in the door. What's up? Man? That's going to do it for us. Thanks for coming, bud. Now leave. <laughs> <laughs> that's do it for us. Thank you for spending Prairie Day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Camels. Follow us Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Camels, and of course, CS Texas Football.com for Max Thompson and Ishmael Johnson. I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow for episode 750 of Texas Football Today.